week I sat down with Douglas Farrow, professor of theology and Christian thought at McGill University in Montreal. Douglas Farrow is the author of many books, including Nation of Bastards, his 2007 book on the redefinition of marriage in Canada, as well as his 2015 book, Desiring a Better Country. George Weigel described Douglas Farrow as one of North America's most trenchant, insightful analysts of the cultural confusions that are creating the 21st century crisis of democracy. Douglas Farrell will join Rod Dreher, Anthony Eslin, and many other speakers at the Touchstone 2019 conference, Fight or Flight, the Benedict and Other Options Facing the World, which runs from October 10th to 12th in Deerfield, Illinois. You can still purchase tickets to that conference on our website. On September 5th, two, culture, two Christian conservatives, Sorab Omari and David French, sat down for a much-discussed debate concerning their two visions of cultural conservatism. During that debate, French defended what he called viewpoint neutrality. I asked Douglas Farrow to share his perspective on viewpoint neutrality, but first let's listen to a quick excerpt from the Amari-French debate. Still not said what legal doctrine you would change to deal with Drag Queen Story Hour. Say one thing. Local ordinances. That are subject to constitutional review. So viewpoint neutrality in the allocation of resources of public buildings should go away. And cultural pressure. No, so you believe that viewpoint neutral access to, say, high school classrooms, to um, auditoriums by churches, to Bible study groups, gone. And here is Douglas Farrell. The First Amendment does not require or even conceive of viewpoint neutrality. It, it offers no parallel expression or conception to viewpoint neutrality. And it, it could hardly do so because, in fact, there is no such thing. Viewpoint neutrality um, is, is not an apt term. Uh, even for its most common use, which is to indicate policies or procedures, as say in a grants program, that take no, no notice of the specific interests of, of the applicants to, to the benefits of that program. Such, such policies and programs are not viewpoint neutral. They simply bracket out viewpoint as a relevant consideration when they're handing out money as they might bracket out any number of other possible considerations. And they do that precisely because of a viewpoint. Whenever, whenever we talk about uh, viewpoint neutrality, we should be asking about the conditions that are um, limiting that, that conversation. A terror organization, for example, is excluded. We, when we say viewpoint neutrality, we'll hand out money and we're not asking, you know, what, what exactly your, your perspective is or what exactly you're trying to do. As long as you fit the general parameters of the program, uh, you can apply and, and you'll get funds and facilities if you meet the basic criteria. Among those criteria are certain assumed and often even institutionally stated limitations as to as to what is legitimate and what is illegitimate, and how do we decide that? Not through viewpoint neutrality, but precisely by having a viewpoint, a, a, a viewpoint about which we have consensus, a viewpoint about what's inside the pale and what's outside the pale. So, you know, they were arguing, as I understand it, about the, you know, the drag queen story hours library. Well, 
a library is inside the pale. Encouraging children to use books, that's certainly inside the pale. But drag queens? Well, once we regarded drag queens as somehow mentally disturbed or perverse, and we did our best to shield children from anything of that sort, now what some people seem to be saying is that's a false evaluation of drag queens, maybe even a wicked mischaracterization of drag queens. So to make up for that, we should present such things and such people to children in order to assure everyone that we've repented of our old mischaracterization. But that's not a procedural issue, and that's not viewpoint neutrality. That's a substantive question about human sexuality, about the way children grow up, about the norms and boundaries and limits on public sexual behavior. You can't solve questions like that by viewpoint neutrality. Our fifth chapter uh, is titled Catholics in the Neutral State. Well, you address the question, is um, religious neutrality possible? And you say the moment one tries to answer that question, one is on theological ground. Um, uh, why is that? Why, why, does it, why is that a theological question? Well, think about it this way. Um, if we say that the political sphere generally, never mind what goes on particularly in libraries during children's story hours, is uh, a sphere in which uh, we should not be considering uh, substantive viewpoints. We should not be considering worldviews. We should not be considering God. We should not be including any kind of God talk, any kind of theological assertions or assumptions. Mm -hmm. um, what are we saying? We're saying that Either there is no God, or there is a God, but God does not care about politics, does not want to be in any way engaged with our politics, and, and or does not want our politics to be in any way engaged with God. Now, all of those are theological assertions. Right. To, to say that there isn't a God is as much a theological assertion as to say that there is. To say that there might be a God, but God doesn't care about human politics, that too is a theological characterization of God. Um, to say that God does care, but he's decided that we should do this on our own without any reference to him, that also is a theological assertion, although it's a frankly absurd one. Um, <laughs> so so there's no there's no way to detach the way human beings behave either in their personal and private lives or in their corporate and social and political lives from moral questions. And there's no way to detach moral questions from theological questions. It just can't be done. So, if we were to take what you just said, if you were to put you in the Supreme Court defending a case on religious liberty, don't you nonetheless have to speak the language of some kind of neutrality or, or, or what you're saying is you just you either have to argue from a viewpoint, in this case, what the church says 
and treating as true mm. or not. Um, we have to ask whether we are in a parliament, a parliamentary situation or uh, Congress in your case or or um, or in a court where authority comes from and where the authoritative documents to which we may collectively and indeed must collectively appeal um, uh, uh, get their basic notions from. And it, it, is, it is simply untenable to say that, that um, they're, they're constructed from a value-neutral um, point of view. Um, they are not. Uh, our, our, even our Bill of Rights up here, which has caused a great deal of trouble since 1980, is prefaced by linking the rule of law to the sovereignty of God. And that basic assumption, um, which is not much shared by the judges, it must be said, um, but that basic assumption underlies your Bill of Rights also, and yes. which is much older and, 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 uh, and uh, of course, uh, affects a much larger number of people. But it, there's no question but that the worldview that created these documents acknowledged a link between between the supremacy or sovereignty of God and the rule of law, and particularly the kind of rule of law that respects human dignity and human rights. So it, it, to attempt to retreat from that, which is what I see people like French doing, to retreat from that into some putative view from nowhere, this, this is a profound mistake. And I, it doesn't matter to me whether it's successful in a particular case, it's a profound mistake that will not lead to a positive trajectory at all, but has, in fact, in my view at least, uh, led led to a quite negative trajectory and to a, a situation where increasingly um, the person appearing before the court is deprived of the right to make a coherent case because they are deprived of the right to speak of that on which even the order of law itself rests. Mm -hmm.